Hello, I'm Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is episode 53 in the series called Love the One You're With, a series on self-love. So far, we've talked about what self-love is, taking the steps to take good care of who we are, taking care of our body, our minds, our hearts, and our souls. We also talked about why that's important. It is important to allow ourselves to learn how to love ourselves because by loving ourselves, we can overcome self-limiting beliefs that we have about who we are. We can increase our self-confidence and our ability to be happy in this life. This week, we're going to talk about how. How do we create more love for who we are? So let's take a dive inside the visionarium and talk about how do we create self-love? How do we go about falling in love with ourselves? So before we dive into this, I want to say that striving to cultivate self-love is a key to gaining more confidence, a higher self-esteem, and more happiness. In my humble opinion, it is a goal well worth pursuing. But determining what self-love means to you may be different from what self-love means to me or anyone else. I like to compare it with falling in love in general. Falling in love takes time because getting to know someone takes time. And even with all the time in the world, we never really know another person. So the goal of self-love can be even more fulfilling than falling in love with someone else because we're falling in love with ourselves and it gives us a very good possibility of knowing who we're falling in love with very, very well. But just like falling in love in general, it does take time. It doesn't work like, well, first I'll do this and then I'll do that. And the third thing that I'll do to fall in love with myself is it doesn't work like that. However, there is one thing that is a necessity in order for this process to work. You've got to be dedicated and you have to allocate the time because it will take time. And you've got to be patient about it. And you have to have an open mind and an open heart. And you've got to want it. I have had the privilege of falling in love a few times in my life. And one thing that I know for sure is that in order to fall in love, you've got to spend time with that person. So you've got to be prepared to spend some time with yourself. You've got to spend time getting to know who you are and being gut-level honest about who you are. Without judgment, just with acceptance. Because if there's going to be any chance of falling in love with yourself at all, you've got to accept the good, the bad, and the ugly. So one of the first things that we need to get past is the notion of perfection. And we've talked about that before. It does not exist. So seeking to become perfect before you can fall in love with yourself or anyone else is a waste of time. Forget perfectionism. You're going to have to accept that as a human being, you've got some pretty quirky warts. You're not going to be just a rosy, beautiful picture of perfection. If you want that, maybe go to a museum and look at something. But when you look in the mirror, that person that you see looking back at you 
is not going to be perfect ever. The first step that you have to move through to proceed with self-love is acceptance of who you are as you are and get out of that mindset that you are seeking to be perfect. Welcome the opportunity to cast that notion away because it doesn't exist. It's a waste of time and it keeps you stuck in pain. One of the second things that's really important is don't compare. Embrace your uniqueness. There's an episode of the Visionarium podcast called Compare and Despair. And it is so true that when we compare ourselves to anyone, we will come up short. And that will always happen because it is impossible to make an accurate comparison. Comparing yourself to someone else or someone else comparing themselves to you is always like apples and oranges because everybody occupies their own unique space. And in that space, they are perfectly imperfect. So you just can't touch it. There's no point in even trying. Something else that really helps me is to really understand that there are some things that I just can't control and get in touch with that as early on as I can. And when I do, surrender. We're taught, don't ever give up, don't ever give in, never, never, never. There is a virtuosity of quitting that is admirable. I mentioned to you that I've been fighting water this month. A lot of flooding water in my home, you know, just sweeping water away from the home to keep it from reflooding, that sort of thing. And there was another rainstorm a couple of days ago. And I found myself outside trying to control the amount of water that was running in the French drain. And I was wearing myself out. You know, I said, okay, Mother Nature, it's on, right? You may get me, but you will know that you had a fight on your hands. And then another round of rain would come. And after about the sixth round of rain, I was literally just worn out. And I said, you know, I'm going to just not do this anymore. I surrender. And I'm sure that the outcome will be manageable somehow because it always is. Now, that is self-love because it would be so foolish for me to compromise my mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health over the weather. I can't control the weather, and I am powerless over Mother Nature. And just like the weather, there are other situations that we have absolutely no control over. We cannot control other human beings and how they think and what they do. And there are some people, places, and things that are just beyond our control. And being able to get to that point and gratefully be able to surrender and just trust that it's going to work out somehow. I have no clue how it's going to work out, but it is because it always does. It's a blessed place to be. And it is a vital place to be. If we can embrace the necessity of being able to just put the brakes on our obsessions about things, just accept that we are powerless, we can't control everything and let it go, and turn it over to a power greater than us. I say, let go, let God, and just walk away. Don't obsess about it anymore. Do something else with your day. What I did instead was I curled up on the sofa with a blanket and a book, and I enjoyed the rain, just enjoyed listening to it. If the water seeps into my house, and I have to replace some carpet or whatever, Eventually, that'll be fixed, and today I can't do a darn thing about it. So I'm just going to relax my nerves and enjoy this book. 
So if you can apply that principle to other areas of your life, you will save a lot of wear and tear on yourself. And that is an exercise in self-love, for sure. And right along with that, getting in touch with the things that are working well in your life, that you're grateful for. It's a very important thing when you're taking on the practice of cultivating self-love. Because making that list, having it handy, when things aren't going so well, you can just flip through your list and look at the things that are going well. And just keep adding to that list. And as you add to that list, meditate on those things that you're grateful for and why you are. I am grateful for the shelter that I have been provided. Me and my house have history. I feel very lucky to still be here. This feels like home to me. It is part of what I love about my life. And I also love the fact that if this were taken away from me, I would allow myself to grieve. I'd feel the loss, but I would move on because it doesn't define who I am. It just adds to the joy of who I am. And that's self-love. One of the big how do you love yourselves is taking care of yourself. Knowing that you're spending the energy focusing in on the areas where self-care is needed and being willing to provide that. Whether it's a nice hot bath, a very nutritious meal, making sure that you are providing proper sleep, proper socialization, that you're having enough fun that you're having enough me time, enough solitude. Taking care of yourself is a huge area. And the more you do in that area that demonstrates self-care, the more self-love you will feel and the more confident you will become that you are someone who can take care of yourself. One aspect of caring for yourself that's very important is being able to recognize what your boundaries are. The opposite of having boundaries is just being a people pleaser. You're saying yes to everything because you're afraid that if you don't, people won't like you. Forget about that. That's what we used to do when we were kids. When we were children, a lot of our behavior was goal-oriented so that we would get rewarded from the outside for the things that we did. We were seeking approval from other people. As adults, we don't need that. The approval in the form of self-love and self-acceptance comes from the inside out. And once we've cultivated that, it becomes quite easy to see where the boundaries are and why the boundaries need to be set. And the boundaries need to be dynamic. They don't always have to be in place for every person in every situation. And that's where getting in touch with yourself and staying in touch with how you're feeling. What are your emotions for that day? What do you want to do? What don't you want to do? And being able to accurately set boundaries that allow you to take care of yourself. That is self-love. Sometimes you've got to say no to things. And you're the first one to know that it's necessary to say no because it's not resonating with you as a yes. To communicate with other people how you're feeling. If you live inside the boundaries that are healthy for you, you're going to present as your best self to the outside world. And that's what you want to do. You want to present yourself in a happy manner, confidently, with high self-esteem. 
You want to be of service to the groups that you interact with. And you do that by presenting your best self. And to be able to do that, you've got to take care of yourself. You cannot give from an empty well. Get in touch with what self-care feels like and looks like to you. And make sure that you incorporate that into your life. Because it's very important. I'll tell you something else that's very important. It's updating your inventory on a regular basis, and that includes your inventory of friends and people that interact in certain levels or circles of your life. Everybody who's been in your life doesn't necessarily need to remain in your life on the same level, and making those adjustments is critical to your self-care and your self-love. Because these people reflect who you are and they're close enough to you where their energy can interact with your energy in a positive or negative way. I don't need a lot of stuff anymore. I don't need a lot of people and I don't need a lot of unnecessary energy in my life. Now, you may be different. You may need a lot. So that's why I say this is not a one size fits all. You have to get in touch with your emotions. You have to be honest. And you have to take proactive steps to get what you need in this world. That's all a part of creating a world where you feel that it fits you like a glove. And your world should fit you like a glove. So in order to do that, you've got to remain aware. And you've got to remain vigilant. Not every day. It's not an everyday thing. But periodically, you really do need to do that. And on a smaller scale... Take a closer look at your environment in general. I am not suggesting that everybody becomes a neat freak. I'm not. But there's a certain value in having order in your life, whether it's periodically going through your social media accounts and clearing them up, cleaning them up, opening your junk mail, cleaning out your refrigerator so that when you open that door, you know that the food that's in there is in a healthy environment because that's going in your body. Cleaning your bathroom, washing the toilets out, the tub, making sure the kitchen is clean, you know, dusting every now and then. These are important things to do, and they don't do anything except make you feel cared for. If you can afford to have somebody do it for you, power to you. But if you can't, put it on your schedule. And if it's on your schedule, and this leads to another thing, if it's on your schedule, keep your promises to yourself. And that includes going to your happy places where you just sit and meditate. If you have to put that on your schedule because it's not a habit, put it on your schedule. You need it. And with that, I am going to bring this episode to a close. Next week, we're going to finish up the series. I have a few more suggestions that I think will really be helpful in cultivating a practice of self-love, and I would like to share them with you. But I think we've talked long enough, so let's take a deep breath and swim back up to the surface. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I always appreciate you tuning in and listening to the Visionarium podcast. And if you need to reach me in the meantime, my email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also go to our website, which is insidethevisionarium.com, and leave me an email there. Thanks again for being here. Please tell a friend to join too, and I'll see you next week. So until we meet again, remember... 
to focus on your dreams because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.